things don't always go as planned. Sometimes as you navigate through life, you make the decision to do something and somehow something just comes and sweeps it out of the way. If that has ever happened to you, then you're human. I am Dr. Duny. I'm the mom empowerment coach, the family doctor, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom. Welcome to today's session where we're going to be talking about dealing with disappointment. This is something that I have dealt with time without number. Disappointment is something that comes at us as human beings. And even most especially, my aim is talking with mothers. How many times have you been disappointed by the people around you or yourself or the system? This is something we face, but how do we deal with it? As a person going through changes in life, as you not only focus on yourself, but you focus on your children as well, there are rules today and the rules are taken away the next day. There are things that the children love, perhaps a toy you just bought for them. And when you bought the toy, they were so excited. They started playing with it. They were so thrilled. Then within a short period, they let go of the toy. And whenever you brought that favorite toy to them, say, oh, here's a toy that you loved. They look at you. And they go, oh, not interested. The disappointment that comes at that point sometimes can be crippling, sometimes can be heartbreaking. But how do you deal with that? And that's just talking about toys. What about the disappointment that comes in our places of work? Perhaps in our relationships, a friend, a spouse, a neighbor, there are some disappointments we encounter on a consistent basis. Our, our ability to recognize what we're going through and navigate through it is so key. I'd like to bring to you a quote by Wayne Dyer. It says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look out change. I'm going to say that again. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I was having a discussion with someone and we had a project we were working on. Now there was an expectation that we would do it a certain way and have it completed in a certain time. And there was no room for error. There was no room for wasting any time or resources. And so we started as we were putting things together, halfway through, it just snapped. Everything broke down. <laughs> oh, at that point, this colleague of mine screamed, no! <laughs> and you know, that is exactly how we feel as mothers every now and again. When you've built something, you've done something, and then perhaps someone just um, tells you, oh, well, we don't need that anymore. And you feel you've wasted your energy, you've wasted your time, you've wasted other resources that cannot be got back, and you feel disappointed. 
That is exactly the kind of thing that my colleague and I felt at that time. So, of course, at that point in my life, I'd already started my personal development journey. And then I said, okay, let's just breathe. What can we do? Let's not ask why. Why did this happen? Because that question why always brings us through a place of pain. And it's not the first question to ask. Whenever you go through something, maybe a challenge, an obstacle, a hindrance, something that is stopping you from getting to where you want to get to, asking why is not a very intelligent question. It's not the first question you ask. The next thing you need to think about when you are having that kind of scenario is to bring yourself into that moment. See that moment as it is, not worse than it is. I'm going to say that again because this is a very valid point. Whenever you're faced with an obstacle or you've had a failure or a hindrance in your path, see it for what it is. Do not see it for worse than it is. Because when you look at a situation and you see it for what it is, not only will you be able to recognize it and take action, not only would you be able to think of it as a way of moving ahead, you'll be able to see the lessons that you can learn from that event. There was a time I wanted to go for a program, and this program was supposed to enhance my leadership ability at work. And this program was very, very, very well known and recognized, and I really wanted to go for it. But when they had these dates set, we started the program. I did the first few parts of it, and I was enjoying it. Unfortunately, when it got to the third part, things fell apart. I could not continue because the sessions were cancelled. That was just at the start of COVID. Then suddenly everything just moved about. And then I thought to myself, I said, well, it looks as though this is something that, yes, I really wanted to do. but." I can't do it just yet. However, when I look back, I'm glad with the way I took it. Because if I felt as though this is a situation that was unfair because initially they changed the criteria to attend and then it became COVID and then of course COVID just made it impossible for everybody to be a part of. I thought, well, the fact that I missed that program made me available to attend other programs that did not limit me to my geographical location, that did not limit me to my professional status, but all also expanded me to be on a global platform, to be able to reach more people that are outside of my geographical location and able to helped me to see things even more profoundly and beautifully. So you see, something that could cause disappointment, something that could cause a bit of pain at the time can be viewed 
in such a way that it would open up doors for you to more empowering and more productive and more um, transformative experiences. Now, of course, we cannot but mention the five-letter word everybody has been saying for the last couple of years, COVID, or perhaps the how many letter words, pandemic. Now, while I don't want to dwell on such, we need to also recognize that these unwelcome and unpleasant situations have created for us means by which we never thought possible. I'm a family doctor, and I remember before COVID, before the pandemic, before the world shutting down and people being in lockdown, we had most of our consultations face-to-face. The one of the practices where I worked, they were looking to introduce other modes of telemedicine just to expand the breadth of medical practice, to especially to remote areas, because there are some areas that are remote and there are not many doctors there. The fact that there are not many doctors there makes it difficult for the residents to find healthcare. So some of them have to travel miles to actually seek healthcare. But then they were trying to introduce this scenario where perhaps there could be some telemedicine put in place for those patients. And if they were not so ill as to require admission, the consultation could be done remotely, either on the telephone or on a video call. All this was going on. And I remember there were some times where perhaps we could say, oh, these people were needed to be um, shown how to deal with it. There were a lot of oppositions at that time. And going through these oppositions, unfortunately, many people um, did not see the reason why it was valuable. Then COVID hit and everybody needed to go remote. There were minimal contacts with um, even the medical field, except of course, if you had to go into hospital. We were still seeing patients in the community, but not as many were face-to-face, especially with lockdown, with people not being able to go out. So there was a lot of telephone consultations, a lot of video consultations. That was disappointing. It was disappointing to so many people. But you know what happened? Few months into lockdown, I was seeing a patient. And when I was going through that consultation, this person says, I'm thankful that I can speak to you on the phone. Why? Because this person works away and is unable to make appointments during the working week to see medical help. As a matter of fact, in the process of wanting to come face to face for an appointment, the person could not really make any of them, had missed appointments. But being able to have telephone or video consultations, was able to make the appointments, was able to make the hospital appointments. And so that disappointment turned out to be something that was particularly, I would say, 
quite intriguing and quite um, beautiful for this person. So you can just imagine how a disappointing situation can be viewed differently and it becomes empowering. And that's what I want to share with you today. So remember one thing, whenever you're faced with disappointment, don't forget, do not see it worse than it is. See it for what it is. Stay in that present moment. The next thing I also want to share with you, especially as we're talking about disappointments and mothers, especially, I'm going to say, when you are dealing with this disappointing scenarios, tap into that inner power of gratitude. There is a saying where I come from. Anytime something happens and maybe you're not very happy about it, you could say things like, it could be worse. Now, of course, some people are not very much in agreement with that statement. But the reason why I love that statement, it could be worse, is the fact that it brings to our minds that we can become better. We can. We should appreciate that moment. We should express gratitude. I remember growing up, my father told me this story. It was the story of a man. This man was so angry. He had no shoes to wear. And he was really upset, really grumpy. He was walking barefoot with no shoes. And as he was walking and angry at God, and in some way grumbling, he came across a man who did not have a leg. And he stopped. And this man was singing and, and wobbling and just, you know, pulling himself along and singing along. And he just could not understand why this man who had no legs was full of joy. But he had legs but just didn't have a shoe. You can imagine. So that helped him to shift his focus on the lack of the shoe to the presence of the ability to mobilize himself with his legs. And that's the same way that question helps us to shift our frame of mind. So when you're faced with disappointing situations, you can use that phrase, it could be worse. And by using that phrase, it's not a resignation. It is a moment to express gratitude that even in this difficult or challenging situation, I am able to be here. I am able to experience this. Now, the third thing I'd also want to share, another thing that is very important, especially when we're talking about this, is when we are going through challenges, difficulties, hindrances, please remember you are here experiencing this. If you lose anything or lose anyone in the process, you don't get to do what you want to do, that does not make you a failure. That does not make you unworthy. That's very important because sometimes we attach our achievement of goals, our achievement of great things to our self-worth. And whenever we do that, what we are saying to ourselves is, 
if I cannot get this, I'm not good enough. If I don't do this, I'm a failure. If I don't get my way in this particular endeavor, that's the end. We are ready to give up so easily. We are getting ourselves disappointed. How do you think Thomas Edison felt? He tried the light bulb. Trial number one, failure. Trial number two, failure. Trial number three, failure. Really? But you know what he did? He kept going. He kept going. 1001, then he got the light bulb working. When he was asked at that point, and he said, well, I mean, what, what happened? How did this come to be? How did you keep going? This is the thousand and one time, and then it, it, um, it came to be. You know what he said? He said, well, I found a thousand ways that the light bulb would not work. What's that thing that you think you perhaps have failed at? What's that thing that you think perhaps you have not allowed yourself to do? Maybe you've not achieved it and you're feeling bad. You're feeling disappointed. This is not the time to crawl, crawl into your hole and start to cry or weep. This is a time for you to say, oh, what else can I do? What does this scenario mean? I'm going to give you a few questions before we end this session. So if maybe you're driving or operating heavy machinery, you can definitely see this again and take notes. When you're going through difficulties and perhaps what people call a failure, it is an opportunity to learn. And also it's a mode of giving feedback. It is a feedback from the situation, from the system, from your processes to you on how you can be better. Now, this is a very important thing because you are looking at how you can be better, not better than anybody else, but better than the version you were yesterday. You need to constantly upgrade yourself because when you start to compare yourself to others, you feel disappointed. You know the culture, the social media, where you see someone's life looking absolutely fabulous. And then you say, oh, but my life is not looking great. Oh, don't do that. Where were you yesterday? Where were you last year in your health, in the different aspects of your being? Compare yourself from where you were to where you are now. And you can also project yourself into the future and say, oh, my goodness, I'd like to be better. I'd like to do more. Excellent. That is how we set goals. But in the moment, strive to improve. Strive to be better because you can. So I, we've got a guest waiting. So just hold on one moment. I'm just going to run through those questions. One very important thing to think about when you're going through a change or an event or perhaps something that is going on in your life that could be termed as disappointing. Apart from those steps, these are some questions you can ask yourself. What does this mean? What does this mean is an open question because certain things happen in your life. And I 
strongly believe things don't happen for no reason. There's always a reason. What does this mean? And then reflect on it. The second question is, what is this teaching me? And reflect on it. The third thing is, what could I do differently? And reflect on it. Those are three key questions that you can use on a consistent basis. And what they do for you is that they help you get that reflective piece so that you are improving your well-being as you go through life. You see, when you're disappointed, you are at an emotional level of pain, of stress, perhaps overwhelm. But when you start moving to a point where you are feeling that disappointment and you're having negative thoughts in your mind, guess what? You're having some mental depletion of your energy. You're having emotional depletion. You probably are not gaining a great posture. So you're not breathing properly because your posture is bent over rather than opening your lungs so that you can breathe properly. And so it's so important that we think about these things. And as we do, we can deal with disappointments. We can handle it better because we are getting our minds. Remember the saying, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look out change. When you use your minds and get it engaged in that point, you will be able to get a change in your circumstance. When you also shift your energy vibration by saying it could be worse, you bring in gratitude so that when you're expressing gratitude, your emotional energy is lifted. Your spiritual energy is lifted. And not only that, your mental and your physical reaction to the way you are feeling is evidence of improving well-being. And when you're feeling that way, you can think of solutions, whether it's somebody you need to meet or it's a book you need to read or some resource you need to tap into. These are things that we use on a consistent basis and it can help us to shift from a place of pain, a place of disappointment, a place of overwhelm to a place of bliss, of joy, and of great experiences that would make our well-being of body, mind, soul, and spirit enhanced. So please go ahead, share this with someone today. You do not know who needs to hear this. So go ahead and share it. Invite people to listen with you. And if you're listening to this on the show, please go ahead, hit the subscribe button. Let us know what you think. This is the Wellbeing for Mothers show. And I'm sharing this with you because I know what it is like as a mother to be able to feel empowered, even in those moments where you feel disappointed and you are feeling like there's no way forward. I am Dr. Dini. I'm the mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, an international speaker, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom. It's been my absolute pleasure being here with you and being able to share this learning with you through this process of speaking and connecting and living this life that we desire and deserve. So until next time, 
I ask that you stay well. I know some people have questions. I'll see you later.